0: Hey listeners, you know that feeling you get when you discover something amazing and all you want to do is tell everybody that you know about it? Well, that's exactly how I feel about Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed super easy and super fun. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you get to build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, they're unique, and they're recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet Those styles show up to you in as little as two days, and then when you're ready for some new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-use styles, and that's exactly what I did a couple of months ago when Andy and I took a trip to Hawaii, and of course, I wanted to have some fun, beachy, cute clothes. Armoire was perfect for that. I got the most amazing outfits that I got so many compliments on, and the best part, was that when we got home, all I had to do was ship those items back and they didn't have to take up space in my closet unused for a year. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit PCPS. That is armoire.style A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash PCPS to get up to 50% off your first month, and you'll never have to worry about what to wear again. So try Armoire today.
1: Hey, everybody, a quick message. Today's episode is brought to you by Book of the Month, a monthly book subscription box that helps readers discover new books
2: from up-and-coming authors. The process of choosing your book is so easy and fun. Besides the website and app being really easy to navigate, the smaller but varied monthly selection, which always includes an anticipated new release, by the way, means I'm not overwhelmed with too many choices, and it's truly easy to make a decision. And let's be real, we're all about simplicity right now, aren't we? Oh, Mm -hmm. definitely.
0: (laughs) So, you guys, I was thrilled when I saw that this month's selections included a book I have been anticipating for over a year. I chose The Paradise Problem by Christina Lauren. It is rom-com at its finest. Think Pretty Woman meets Succession.
1: I chose Spitting Gold by Carmela Locus about two shady spirit mediums in 19th century Paris. I mean, come on. You (laughs) had me at shady spirit mediums, right? This is a brand new hardcover
2: book, and I'm getting it for less than I could get it anywhere else. And great news, you can get your first book for only $5 using the code PEDALS when you order at bookofthemonth.com. That's P-E-T-A-L-S.
0: You guys, we love Book of the Month, and we know you will too.
2: Hi, this is Melissa Gilbert, and you are listening to the Pop Culture
1: Preservation Society. If you like what you hear, let us know by becoming an official supporter of the Pop Culture Preservation Society on Patreon. This show is created, researched, produced, distributed, edited, and paid for by us, Kristen, Carolyn, and Michelle. And your support allows us to keep the lights on and keep on trucking. For the price of one or two cups of coffee a month, you can become a supporter by going to poppreservationists.com and clicking on the Patreon link. Or go to our link and bio on Instagram and find the Patreon link in our link tree. We appreciate you and thank you so much for helping us do what we love.
2: Ladies, today is a really special day for the Pop Culture Preservation Society. On this day, three years ago, November 27th, 2020, the very first episode of our podcast dropped. Happy podcast (laughs) anniversary! Congratulations, you guys. What? Mm -hmm. I can't even believe it. 145 episodes (laughs) or more?
3: It
1: feels like our golden anniversary because there are three of us. So there are three people and it's our third anniversary. So it's our golden anniversary. Oh my gosh. Without Without a doubt. (laughs) 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 And also, that's a pandemic three years. Which either means like it feels mm. like ten years yeah. or ten, yeah. minutes, depending on the depending day and <laughs> <Depending on> how <laughs> time right. works for you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's all a construct. Mm-hmm. Well, for those of you who are, who are new to the class, episode one of the PCPS is called "Caught in a Teen Dream." I love that title because it's the origin story of our podcast, which has a lot to do with Sean Cassidy. And what is absolutely bonkers is that <laughs> three years later. We have now actually shared that story with him, like, in real life, to his face. And it's just,
1: I, have, I have to, like, go back to the pandemic three years thing because the trajectory
2: of this, sorry, rookie, <laughs> three years <laughs> oh later, still leaving her phone <laughs> on. <laughs> and I'm confused
1: by the face <laughs> on the phone and everything. I'm going to go back to that pandemic three years Idea because the trajectory of this podcast in a very short period of time is astonishing. It is mind boggling to think that we went from talking about (laughs) Sean Cassidy to talking with him, from being complete know nothings to credible creators and purveyors of entertainment in the same amount of time that it would take to like pick out a paint (laughs) color or something like that. Yes. And it feels fast, it feels lightning fast. And yet, at the same time, it feels utterly natural. I do not have imposter syndrome. No. no. Which no. first. I mean, the trajectory seems so natural. Like, we didn't
0: hire PR people yeah. to go out and say, Look, listen to this yeah. great podcast. It was just very authentic and genuine, mm-hmm. which I think really helped us feel so natural. It's like we our confidence built yeah, at a good really home. good mm-hmm pace mm-hmm. that by the time we did get to talk to Sean Cassidy, we felt like we belonged there.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, I also think because go all the way back to three years ago when we were just newbies and knew nothing, but we believed in ourselves, We believed in our podcast. We believed in the mission of our podcast so greatly that I think that is one reason that we have felt that this has been kind of natural. Um, because of our belief yeah. mm-hmm. in ourselves and each other and in the podcast. Um, although I will always say it, go back and whisper in our ears three years ago <laughs> all the people we would have talked to, especially Sean Cassidy, and watch our reactions.
0: Mm-hmm. We hit 100 episodes, you guys, back in December of last year.
3: Mm-hmm. We
0: And we recorded a really fun retrospective about how far we've come and all we've learned. And to say we've grown even more over the f- past 45 episodes, well, that would be the understatement of the year. <laughs> yeah. We have realized our bucket list mm-hmm. dreams. We have, we've met fans. I mean, I hate, to, I, I mean, know. I'm just going to say yeah. it. People are come up and like, I'm your number one fan. And we're like, That's we so have fans? I know. We're yeah. Not- like, no, we're <laughs> your number <laughs> one fan. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it's crazy. You know what? I just remembered last night I had a dream about my friend Dax, but it was professional. We were just talking about our about our podcast. Oh,
1: sure. And I was. Sh- you yes. weren't turning in your Hall Pass?
0: Just to talk to him. That's really, ladies and gentlemen, all my Hall Pass really is, is to just be in the mm-hmm. same yeah, me too. room and just chat mm-hmm. with him. But we were chatting podcast stuff. And I remember um, a, a listener telling me this in real life, and I was sharing it with him in my dream, but that what an. Intimate relationship, it kind of is that our listeners have with us because they hear us in their ears. And a lot yeah. of you on a weekly basis
2: for a hundred and Sorry, yeah, I don't know years? what this episode is, but let's just say it's more than a <laughs> hundred and four.
0: We are grateful that you choose to have us in your ears. That is very intimate. So I was sharing that with Dax. I was mm-hmm. giving him, yeah, he hadn't thought about that aspect of how intimate the relationship can feel between listener and podcaster
1: it is by far this in the 45 episodes or 54 episodes or however many we've had this year this one year is the most eventful year of my entire life Mm -hmm. by far it's hard to put into words how much growth and fulfillment I feel from this one single year. And a lot of that is because the release of my first book intersects with the listeners of the Pop Culture Preservation Society. Like These people came out in force. I know I've said it over and over again. I know I sound like a broken record. I'm so sorry. The success of Worldwide Crush is carried by the listeners of the Pop Culture Preservation Society. And not only am I incredibly grateful, but it makes me feel like I've found my people over the last 154 or 40, five episodes. Like we've formed a special club and all anyone ever wants in a lifetime is to be part of a special yeah. club, right? We have a logo. don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, know. <laughs> our club has a logo. We're the coolest. Well, despite all of this change and growth, a few things about our episodes have remained the same for three years, exactly the same. In addition to our dedication to research and providing you all with quality episodes, top-notch editing, and sound engineering, thank you, Carolyn, there are three things that appear in every single one of our episodes. First, it's our episode intro. <laughs> I'm Carolyn, I'm Kristen, and I'm Michelle, and we are your pop culture preservationists. It's in every single one. The second is our theme song, and the third is is that we close every episode with a toast. The same toast. A tiny comedic moment that I remembered from my childhood and put to good use. It's a scene from Three's Company in which the gang is toasting Larry's wedding. And they say, two happy days, two good times. <laughs> and Suzanne Summers gets the punchline. And she shouts gleefully, The Little House on the Prairie! <laughs> Which, at 10 years old, I thought was the funniest thing that I had ever heard in my whole life. So John Ritter was supposed to be the comedy powerhouse on Three's Company. But they quickly found out that it was Suzanne Summers. And they thought she was window dressing. But that show was nothing without Chrissy Snow. It was nothing and when she died a few weeks ago, I had to raise a glass to her for that moment that stuck with me for 45 years and for the tenacity that she brought to an industry that right. grossly mm-hmm. underestimated her.
2: And that's why the show was not the same after she left because she stuck, she in a very It was not. un Chrissy Snow move, she stood up and said, I demand yep. more. I demand more money. Because she knew she was as as, as funny
1: and as important to that show as John mm-hmm. Ritter. And she was like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't I get the same amount of money as John Ritter? Right. Well, and mm-hmm. she was
2: because I didn't ever watch it after she wasn't.
1: I never room. watched it again. <laughs> she stood up for herself and they fired her and I never watched the show again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was right.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that that's our last. I love that we, um, we made that toast our own, obviously, mm-hmm. because we don't want to completely copy them. But I love that that's something that stood the test of time for all of our... Um, episodes for the past three years. And especially now, I feel like now that she's passed, it takes on a different meaning to me when we say it it each time. It really
1: does. It really points out that she owned that moment. And Mm -hmm. we use that Mm -hmm. moment and we honor her every single week. I do want to point out too, that she went on after she was released from three's company, she went on to be an entrepreneurial juggernaut, right? She was the very definition of a working woman and she never stopped. She always had a new product and she was an absolute natural at selling those products Mm -hmm. till the day that she
2: died. And so respected, so respected by so many people. I don't think I realized that until after she passed, how yeah. um, I always had heard what a nice person she was, but I don't think I really, you know, nice and um, respected, kind of, especially when you're talking about women mm-hmm. in, and, well, just women in general. But sometimes those two things don't go together, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. But- I feel like um, I didn't realize that, that how intelligent and respected she was. She was that. very um, shrewd, a very shrewd businesswoman, and people knew it.
3: Come and
1: knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. Where the kisses are hers
3: and hers and peers. Three's
2: Well, today, while the three of us are actually hard at work recording a fun season, 11, 11, For you. That's going to take us into 2024, guys. And... We're going to be also celebrating three years of the PCPS today at some point. I'm assuming the two of you will be raising a glass (laughs) at some point tonight and cheersing three years, November 27th, three years. That's cause for a celebration. Um, We're giving you today an encore of our 100th episode retrospective because it's such a great conversation about where we started and how far we've come, and we're really proud of that. We hope you enjoy episode 100, and thanks so much for listening and supporting us these past three years. We would not still be trucking without you. I think I thought we would do
1: six episodes. I thought that would be like, <laughs> we're going to do a little series. It's going to be a little project. It's going to be, we're going to do six episodes on pop culture. And it just, it's, it, it just kept going.
3: Hello world, is a song
0: that we're singing.
1: Welcome to the Pop Culture Preservation Society, the podcast for people born in the big wheel generation who had no limits on their screen time and learned about making love on AM radio. The same people who learned how to count from Sesame Street, how to read from Electric Company, and how to speak Ubby Dubby from Zoom, which also taught us the zip code for Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, two, one, three,
2: four. We believe our Gen X childhoods gave us unforgettable songs, stories, characters, and images. And if we don't talk about them, they'll disappear, like Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition. And today,
0: we are celebrating our 100th episode with a look back at all the best memories, the big moments, the buckets of tears and laughter, and yes, Even the blunders and bloopers.
3: I'm Carolyn.
2: I'm Kristen. And I'm Michelle. And and we are your pop culture preservationists. A whole lot of love is what we'll be bringing. We'll make you happy. Happy 100
0: episodes, you guys! We did it! Oh my gosh. gosh, I am so excited. I cannot believe it because you guys know. I am, when I embark on creative endeavors, very rarely do I finish them. If you looked around my (laughs) office right now, you would see several unfinished products. However, because of you two, I have seen this through and we have 100 episodes under our belt.
2: Can you believe it? It's crazy. You know what, you guys? We can be syndicated. You know, remember oh, like well, that's, that's right. True. Like there's a threshold that TV shows have to meet yes. to get syndicated, mm-hmm. and it's 100 episodes. And you know, it's always a big deal. You see them bring out the giant cake with the 100, and the whole cast yes, is around it. Yes. We need a cake. Did anyone remember? A cake? Oh, that remember would have been a, a good cake? idea. I, yeah, yeah.
1: I really wanted yeah, to right. call this episode "Celebrate Good Times." Come on! Good times, come on. Let's celebrate. <laughs>
2: And that's my, my choreography on my um sixth grade talent show was oh okay, when we do we, we, went, like, we went like this we choreography. No, just watch we went it's so good though. We went, come on. Do you see what I'm doing? <laughs> come no, on, do da 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 da. And then it was like jazz hands. hands. It jazz was hands. two jazz hands, you guys. And then when the music went da, 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 we just stood there and wiggled our jazz hands. <laughs> this might I'm be doing a right record. record. Come on. I- I'm
0: thinking this is a record of um, the earliest we've gotten to the dance moves.
2: Um, oh, I think are right. Oh, yeah. We're still know, in the intro. In. And we have already got the jazz hands out. Yeah, our jazz well, hands are going. if you guys like. know nothing else, there will <laughs> no. always be singing and dance moves in This an is true.
0: And I will learn. Maybe 200 episodes, I'll actually dance. <laughs>
2: I'll surprise you all. Well, you guys, we have come a long way in 100 episodes. I mean, two years ago, we were podcast newbies. We were tadpoles, hatchlings. We knew nothing. Really, we we really knew nothing when we started this, but I think we faked it pretty well. What do you guys think? I know. Yeah, I, it's
1: true. We didn't I know. Totally we, knew, we knew not a single thing. But I kind of had the feeling that no one else knew anything either, because it's kind of like the wild, 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 I can't even say it, wild, wild west out there. So we might as well try. And I had heard plenty of podcasts that were half-assed at best, like people recording on their phones on their commute to work and stuff like that. I knew we could (laughs) do better than that. So why not? (laughs) Why not was my attitude. Right. The worst thing that would happen is no one would listen.
2: Carolyn, you say all the time, um, you'll thank us for jumping off this cliff with you. Mm-hmm. But honestly, that's what we did. We, we all did. just kind of held hands and closed our eyes and truly, jumped. Truly, truly. And we we really did fake
0: it. Until we made it, although at times I'm pretty sure I'm still faking it, you guys, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If you don't know any better, then we'll go with that. Um, and I think that our growth, not just our listenership and all of that, but our personal growth has been immense since mm-hmm. we started this. Um, Agreed. I don't want to speak for you guys, but I know that some of my proudest moments in this adventure have been when i've um learned to ask for things from you and what what I needed like that was used to be really hard mm-hmm. for me and i've I've learned that um we've worked through some differences we haven't always maybe seen eye to eye on things, and we really practiced some of the stuff we've learned in therapy and
1: and it worked. It's true. God. This yeah. is like therapy and action. It really, it really is. is. And it makes me feel like such a grown up because not only are we looking each other in the eye and not staking out our ground, instead of staking out our ground, we're like, what can we do for each other? What mm-hmm. can we do for each other to make this all be okay? And then our therapists and, tell us what to do when we do it.
2: <laughs> and what we've, I mean, we, I've had to learn, what do we not do sometimes too, right? Mm-hmm. Like what do, mm-hmm. maybe you're doing something that isn't, you know, particularly helpful or something like that. So it's like, I think we've all been really mature about this whole, over the past 100 episodes. And I think it all just boils down to the respect we have for each other, the love we have for each other. But I really do think it just goes down to how much we respect all the strengths we all bring and all the differences we bring to this three. You know, we're, it truly is three is a magic number. You know, the lyrics in that great little schoolhouse rock song, they say you need three you know, three little legs to make a table, you need, you know, it's, it's true. We, we would not be at 100 episodes, no way, no how, without everything our therapist. the three of us bring in our <laughs> therapists, <laughs> but <laughs> without everything the three of us bring and without, and really? without the way mm-hmm. that we've worked together. Yeah. Three
3: is a magic number. Yes, it is. It's a magic movie.
1: Because it's true, Michelle, like what you said, we're all very different people. We're extremely different and we all bring good things to the table. And one thing that I've really learned is that sometimes what I think is best may be only one of the ways to be best. And it's not mm-hmm. just that you learn to let go of what you want to happen. It's that you let go and recognize that somebody else's idea might also be good. And that, again, makes mm-hmm. me feel like such a grown-up. <laughs>
0: right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, the, the trust that I think we've, the self-trust oh, sure. um, where I've been willing to stand my ground on things or maybe, or the trust in you guys, like you just said, Kristen, maybe there is another better. Maybe mm-hmm. my best isn't the best. Um, yeah, and I think I've used transferred those skills from what we do here in the mic and when we work together to real
2: life. That's true. Yeah. Honestly, though, you guys, did any of us allow ourselves to imagine 100 episodes when we started this? Oh, God, no. 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 I know I didn't. I, I don't think I could have thought that far ahead. I was just so happy to be in the room with you guys, so to speak, because oh. we really weren't in the same room. But just to um, have these conversations was so fun. And getting through each recording seemed like such a win to me each mm-hmm. week. And it was so nerve wracking, yet really exciting and monumental. And I think I just really took it one week at a time for those first few months Um, because it was all so much. That was all I could do is just focus on one week at a time. We would have never
0: started this thing if we were talking about 100 episodes down the line. (laughs) And that was just biting off way more than we could chew. I really feel like. At least for me, I have put into practice some of those mantras I've said for so long. Just like, just put one foot in front of the other. Just what's right in front of you. Don't project out. Um, and to allow myself to kind of not have something be perfect right away, and that's okay. And you guys have been great about that. And Christine, you'll always say, we're you know, we're each other's boss. We don't have a boss. Like, we don't have a boss. And yeah. if, if I had waited till I thought the audio was perfect or I knew everything...
1: Again, we wouldn't have started. We would but still be, a, we'd still be researching right, and perfecting. Right. Exactly. I think I thought, I think I thought we would do six episodes. I thought that would be like <laughs> we're going to do a little series. It's going to be a little project. It's going to be we're going to do six episodes on pop culture, and it just it's it, it just kept going. All I could think about, like you said, Michelle, was what was right in front of me. I never forecasted ahead. I never thought how long will this go? How many episodes will we do? I was seriously just doing the doggy paddle each and every right. day I, you know just get the stick and swim back to shore every day <laughs> is what i did
0: yeah it was yeah. a little bit like that for sure in the beginning um and as you guys know when i asked you to take that leap one of the things i said was i don't even care if anybody listens to this i'm having so much fun having these discussions with you guys but guess what people and <laughs> we did. were gobsmacked oh my gosh we the comments we got um and the things people were saying that we were bringing them joy and connection, particularly during that pandemic time. I mean, that's yeah. when we we took off. And mm-hmm. I think that kind of helped us as well. Um, but it was so – we we got into this because of that power of joy and connection. We felt mm-hmm. it among the three of us, and we couldn't help but want to share it. And, you guys, there's actually some scientific evidence to back up this nostalgia. And recently, there's actually been more than a dozen studies that have measured how nostalgia affects us, the positive and restorative powers it has, and how it kind of can act like a buffer between um, some emotional unhealthy feelings and can be a, really a resource for us. And so I oh, thought wow, that that Caroline. was like, we are totally onto something. Um, and there's a researcher I found, her name is Erica Hepper, and she's done some lecturing and research on nostalgia, and she said, nostalgia makes us feel safe, loved, and reminds us that others care about us.
1: Oh, my God. That's exactly what
2: it is. It's exactly. And I also feel like that Dr. Erica... And this article should have mentioned our podcast in it. Because <laughs> yeah, I think it was maybe, well, no, I, yeah. We you might know, when we're, on, reach out when to we're her. on the Today Show one day, we'll cite that <laughs> article and we'll That's cite true. that science because, <laughs> well, yeah. but it's true. It, it is true that we, we not only, our number one goal was not only to bring the same joy to others that the three of us felt through these shared memories, but it was also selfishly has to do with yourself and connecting to your by sharing these memories oh, with yes. others, it's what you yourself are doing to connect to your child self. Um, right. I actually And recently, honor that little person. Well, right. And you guys, I'm going to tell you, I um, I recently had a reading done by a psychic when I was in Sedona, Arizona. And one of the first things she said to me that she knew, she said, oh, you connect with your child self like all the time. And I said, wow. I do. She also told me like, you talk a lot. I was like, well, yes, <laughs> that is true. Um, but, but she was saying, keep it up, keep it up. And then she could tell when she said, do you want to ask me any questions about, um, career, love, family, whatever? So we started with career. I said, sure. I would just be curious to see, you know, what, what you have to say about my career. And she said, what's your career? I said, podcast host. Well, of course, she immediately says, it's going to be great. It's going to, it's, it's going to explode. And, you know, all these co- things that could be very generic for a psychic to tell someone right that kind of toss a coin right and tell them either mm-hmm. it's going to go terrible or it's going to go great however then she said she started talking about what we do and she had no idea what our podcast was about she did not know the name of it she did, i could have had an i could have been an economist she had no idea Ooh. what what I did she probably and would have she known She talked involved. about <laughs> So you Michelle's face right now, no, I
0: just
1: think economists, like and,
0: sorry to the economists out there, but I would think they're kind of boring and dull. Like,
2: <laughs> oh, thank you. you know, uh, so okay. So you she's insult that. has turned into a compliment. She, yeah, all of a sudden I like <laughs> set up a little straighter. Oh, thank <laughs> you, Carolyn. Um, no, but you guys, she touched, she, she felt that she said the reason our, our podcast is going to be successful is because we are connecting people to their child selves. She said that. Wow. And I was like, okay, Whoa. you're kind of freaking me out right yeah. now. Yeah. I know. And I said, oh my God. we do. I said, we do it all the time. And she looked, and I said, I kind of looked at her like, mm, we already do that. Like, you know, <laughs> but she looked at me and said, don't stop because that's what it is that's making it a success. So. So that's, uh, you guys, and the thing to me that just floors me is that that's what our number one goal was. We didn't, From the we very didn't fall into that on accident. Yeah. We've made sure right. since episode one that we do that. So I mm-hmm. think going forward, you know, episode mm-hmm. 101, you know, we just keep that at the forefront of our minds too, that um, that yeah. connection is what's mattering, basically.
1: You know what else I think it is? I think there's this... Um, this historical knowledge that Gen Xers are uh, these sandwiched in between people that kind of get swept aside. I know I've felt like that before. We've got these noisy generations on either side of us. And I think we found out that when people started listening, that we weren't the only ones who felt like our generation was getting swept aside. We're the quiet ones. We keep our heads down. We do the work without a lot of fanfare. And the fallout from that being that way is that no one else was paying attention to the Brady Bunch anymore. Right? They were the Mm -hmm. most reliable and consistent friends that any of us ever had, the Brady Bunch. Really? And I started, when I realized this, I started panicking. What if no one remembers the Brady Bunch anymore? ever again. What does that mean for me? Does it mean my childhood didn't exist? So I started, prior to this podcast, this kind of private campaign in my mind to dig up these fossils and preserve them. And what we found out in doing this podcast, in bringing those fossils to the world, is that other people were yearning for that too. And then all those people were yearning who were yearning for that, they found each other mm-hmm. and a society was born.
2: I know. It's so Truly. great.
0: Truly. And I, I feel like we really did um kind of give a gift to our listeners because so many of them said, you know, I found my tribe. I've been always kind of the person everyone laughed at for liking the show or something. And to know that we've given them a place to be seen is just uh, makes yeah. me feel really, really good.
1: Because Absolutely. this is an age when we start to become invisible. And I'm not right. gonna let that happen. Nope. No. Not on my watch. Here. That's yeah. right. <laughs> it's so interesting to go back 100 episodes, back to late November 2020, is when our first episode was released, right smack dab in the height of the pandemic. And to remember what our process was at that time, because we have evolved. The way we prepare and research and record has turned inside out and upside down in that time. We've learned a lot and we've gotten better and better. We were reinventing the wheel like crazy. And you can hear it in those first recordings. We're still on the path to to discovery in a lot of those episodes, whether it's the style or the content or the technology. It sounds different now, thank God. And I'm really proud of us for that. In fact, do you guys remember our first attempt to record an episode? Our very first attempt to record an episode.
2: I know which one you're talking about where we had like nicknames and everything. It was so bad. Oh, it was so everywhere. Awkward. I had this oh my little God.
0: piece of equipment that we had to plug into and oh gosh, I it honestly was- I feel so
1: it's it's really embarrassing. We we literally thought this is what we were going to do. We literally thought that we were so clever and hilarious that we could just sit down and have an impromptu discussion and record it and boom, that's an episode. We were so naive. Every the result was like, yeah. It was painfully awkward. The recording was painfully awkward. We sounded like contestants on the dating game. Like, I'm Kristen, and I'm a children's (laughs) librarian and a writer, and I like long walks on the beach at
2: sunset. Wait, do you remember? Can I just interject, though? Because then it actually went through about three other... Iterations because then, Kristen, I think you said, you know, no, you know what we need to do? We need to introduce ourselves based on like our birth year and then say something, <laughs> but like in a clever way. So at one point, yes, I oh, do believe right. I said something like, I'm <laughs> Michelle, born in 1969, <laughs> the year of Sesame Street. Or
1: like Miss America. Yeah, like, it's risky. like we're all stepping up to the mic to say, um, from Minnesota, <laughs> land of the dairy cow. Right? It's just, it was so embarrassing. Oh, it and was. What, so- this is oh how we gosh. thought it would go. We were going to show up each week and we had these we had these little pieces of paper where we wrote topics on these little oh tiny pieces God. of paper and we put them in my Hardy Boys lunchbox. Oh God, and our right. plan was that each episode we would open the Hardy Boys lunchbox and we would pull out a little piece of paper and that would be our topic and then discuss. <laughs> Kristen, <laughs> I have <laughs> one totally recording, recording.
2: I have totally forgotten about that idea. We thought that was brilliant, too. Oh,
1: yes. We thought we were so hilarious. And if you listen to it, you're never going to hear it. Let's just say that you're never going to hear it. It was so bad. So I, after listening to it, we're all like sheepish as shit. And so I said, okay, I have an idea. I'm going to talk about this. And then Carolyn, I would like you to talk about this. And then Michelle, I would like you to talk about this. And we're going to do it in this order. This was the birth of the outline.
3: Oh, <laughs> we started me.
1: outlining. And what the outline allowed us to do was assign topics. Each of us would have a topic that we were responsible for. And this gave birth to the rabbit hole known as research, <laughs> which, surprise, makes it
2: so much interesting for the listener. Oh my gosh, right. Well, oh, And you know what, we get that a lot, that a I would say overwhelmingly, our listeners do like that it's not just a conversation about yeah. the BGs, or a conversation about the Battle of the Network Stars or whatever, that it's not, it is that. But, and also it's some things you might not have ever known, things certainly we didn't know. Right. We yeah. took the research part of it very seriously because that's one thing that I think is, I don't know, for me at least, it's the most fun to learn new oh, things I, about Totally, these memories we can't and stop. these parts, these popcorn nuggets.
1: Yeah. yeah. And really, some of these episodes became more like documentaries, which is not what we forecasted at (laughs) all. We thought we were just going to be so funny just talking about our feelings. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to say that we are learning things in our 50s is the biggest understatement of the the history of the world. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. There is no doubt. And if Mm -hmm. anyone out there is doubting the fact that... um, oh, I'm in my 50s, late 40s. It's too late to learn anything new. We are proof positive that that mm-hmm. is not the case. You are never, ever too old. Because let's just say I went from not even knowing what that GarageBand app was that would show up on my computer and on my iPad that I would delete it. I was like, it takes up a lot of memory. I don't have a band in my garage. I don't need this. <laughs> I don't have a band now, in my, It is. I spend more time with GarageBand, I think, than I do with my husband. He's like my best... <laughs> Friend,
1: sorry, and, Andy. Yes, um,
0: <laughs> but actually, what I do want to pass along is what happened in the beginning was I was probably spending i'd say, and this is probably maybe a little bit overestimating, but probably about thirty hours in one episode just trying oh to God. click things together and make it all work, and because of again learning new things and um not being afraid to try new things. I can probably say I spend about 10. So I've like cut it in, Mm -hmm. you know, a third of the amount of time. If that's not evolution, I do not know (laughs) what is, truly. In so many ways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And can I just say that the sound engineering part of it, I think this is the crowning achievement of our podcasting journey. Absolutely. And I have nothing to do with it. It's 100% Carolyn. The way she makes us sound like we're not repeating ourselves 10 times when we're trying to make a point. But more importantly, the way you incorporate clips of music throughout the dialogue is masterful. Brilliant. And it elevates the podcast to a more emotional listening experience. This is not beginner sound engineering. This is professional sound engineering. And I remember the first time that you faded something out, like you took a, you put a music clip in and you faded it out. Oh, I couldn't believe it. We were (laughs) like kindergartners printing our letters for the first time. We're like, Oh, it didn't just like stop. The music faded out, and it went underneath the words. I was just so impressed.
2: So impressed. I was like, listen to us.
1: And one thing where we are all that, where we're all the same is that we all have very high standards. And so I knew right. that if I was being nitpicky about something, I wasn't bothering you guys, that you guys right. also wanted the sound to be perfect. We weren't satisfied with it sounding like we were recording on our phones, where some people would be like, it's fine. None of us were okay with that. No. And I think that's where Carolyn became, um, a professional sound engineer. Yeah. And there have been things that I've asked Carolyn to do that I seriously wondered if they were even possible. And lo and behold, she waves her magic wand and you get some truly stunning moments. Like in our um, AM Radio Gold episode, I could hear in my head how I wanted to introduce my favorite song from 1977. I could hear it. And it involved feathering in certain lyrics at certain times while I'm talking to help the listener understand how these moments of the song made me feel. And when she did it, it gave me goosebumps. And here's what it sounded like. And the synthesizer note is held, and then it modulates, and then it's held. And when I hear that, my heart jumps into my throat. Literally. Right now, when I'm I'm 54 years old, it jumps into my throat. Sometimes I'll gasp. Ask Liam. Sometimes I'll hear the synthesizer, and I'll go, (laughs) And then I wait for Andy Gibb to say, For so long. Oh my god!
2: I love it. I'm proud of myself. You should be. Good for you. Thing you do, and you've been doing for a long time. That every single time you do it, though, never fails to make me just, just like shake my head and wonder. Like God, that sounds so good. Is when we all start singing. (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes we decide that we shouldn't keep singing, but you pick up the lyric, like you'll let us start like three words and then about three words in, it picks up with the person like Karen Carpenter, exactly on the same lyric that we fade out on, she fades in on. And it's, it is like puzzling. It's like you're putting a puzzle together. Yeah. And every Mm -hmm. time you do that, it is, it's, it's just, it's beautiful. Um, Yeah. I love it. Well,
0: and I couldn't do any of that without... The hard work that you guys put in editing—that um, truly is um, so helpful to me because really I'm just putting into action the things that you all have painstakingly gone through the transcript of our episodes and um, you know edited. And sometimes it's, it's just a, a team effort. Let's give a three-way high five right now, then you guys everybody. Do a great Big job. three-way high five
2: yep. for our um, three is a magic number.
1: Okay. <laughs> three is a magic number. Okay. I have one other clip that I want to oh, yeah. share with you guys where where Carolyn just like. Nailed it and gave me goosebumps. So, just like the Andy Gibb clip, I had a similar vision with our Free to Be You and Me episode. I had such feelings about that opening song on the album. And sometimes it comes down to just the smallest of details, like you just said, Michelle. And I needed Carolyn to help me highlight those details. And again, the result gave me gooseies. Listen to this. And then they bring it to a close, and you think it's over, and it's silent. But then, bump, 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 <laughs> bump. Oh, my God. And then it's time to dance, right?
2: When we started, we were pretty much throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what stuck, right? But when we dropped episode one, I don't think we had thought through what a season looked like. We had given zero thought to, like, how many episodes it made sense to do before we combusted and needed a break. We just recorded every week as we went for a year. Basically, and that deciding is deciding the lot. topics on the fly. Yes, and that right. is a mm-hmm. lot of constant work for all of us. It's the writing, the researching, the prep, the recording, the line editing, Kristen and I do, then the gigantic task, like we just were talking about, of actually making the audio edits and putting in all those wonderful sound bites that Carolyn does, plus the promotion of each episode on social media. And we did it like that for a year, <laughs> for an entire year. Mm-hmm. But then last January, This is just another great example of how we've evolved. We started batch recording where we basically go balls to the wall for a solid three weeks. We prep, write, research and record about seven probably of our 10 season of our 10 episodes in a season. We do that in a three week period. And this is the time, listeners, where we're off, so to speak. This is when we're releasing those encore episodes. We are working our fannies off during those three weeks. Um, don't call me. Don't interrupt me during this time. (laughs) Don't, don't ask me for anything. Nope. Um, and, and then while we still have to do all the edits and the promotion that goes along with each episode, we have like 10 weeks to do it. And I know if it sounds complicated, if it sounds a little confusing. It is. There are many <laughs> calendars. There are charts. There are diagrams. There are Lots <laughs> of infographics. Oh yes, it's not just a real easy thing we do, but we've realized this works better for us. It works better for the way we all work too, um, because we are actually then able to, in those ten weeks, throw vacations in. Um, maybe mm-hmm. throw in some time with our families, our husbands.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds like Hi, it remember sounds me. like um, seriously. Um, It sounds like operational minutia, but you have to understand how dramatically it changed for us to do this method because I was having a meltdown. Uh I was trying to write a book and write and record podcast episodes every week and, oh, yeah, trying to um, get my teenager through his last year of high school during a pandemic, and I was losing it, I and we were at a crossroads. And it's a very stereotypical conundrum for women who are in charge of all of the things and still trying to make their mark in the world. You have to keep the lights on and be the primary caregiver, no matter what age your children are. And don't forget self-care, right? You have to put your own oxygen mask on first. Ha ha. Uh And it was all it was it was crashing down around me. And we had to figure out how to manage our lives in a more balanced way, or we wouldn't be able to keep doing it. And this method made that possible. It gave us Uh wings and it really Uh grew the podcast.
3: We had a dream we go travel together, spread a little love, and it will keep moving on. Something always happens whenever we're
0: together, we get a happy feeling. Well, you guys, I thought it might be a little fun to share some stats with you over our past 100 episodes. I wanted to start with asking you two, do you have any idea what our most downloaded episode of all time would be?
1: Well, I thought for a long time it was Yacht Rock. Is it not mm-hmm. Yacht yeah. Rock It still? is not Yacht. It's, it's not, not Yacht Rock.
2: Okay. It's not, not Yacht Rock. Not, 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 rock. Not, <laughs> yacht. <It's laughs> not Yacht. It's not Yacht. Not Yacht. yacht. Not 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 yacht. 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 I'm going to say it has something to do with Sean Cassidy. So I'm going to say it was the one called Walking on Sean mm-hmm. Um
0: no, it is neither of those. And okay. I was actually really surprised with the one that it was, considering it's a fairly new episode. Oh. So that means, so our other ones, you know, all these episodes are evergreen, as we like to say. Mm-hmm. So you can go back and listen from the beginning to episode one and go all the way through. So um, those have had, some of them have had a year and a half to gain downloads. But our most downloaded episode so far is From Jaws to Dirty Dancing our summer what? movie i know with over 2100 downloads so far which is pretty incredible when you wow. think that only aired i think it was august 1st so a couple of months ago so in that time frame we have been in 2100 people's ears because the, these are that,
2: actual downloads with that episode. Because with that episode, the amount episode. of downloads yeah. we have per month is yes. much higher than that because people are listening to right. That of goes between
0: like twelve and thirteen thousand. But those yeah. a lot of those people are you know are regular listeners. But um, but yeah, that's pretty incredible. And we yeah. hit. We are probably at about one hundred and twenty thousand plus all time of our episodes. Wow! So you guys just take a little, I don't know, deep breath with that. Yeah, I pause. think I
2: have to because it makes me feel really almost like I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's it's
0: amazing to me that people know our voices, people we've never met, You're that welcome. they're driving along in their cars and on their little dash, you know, the screen. Our
2: faces are there now.
0: They're listening <laughs> to and Our little faces are right. driving along with
2: them. It will never not crack me up to see Dax Shepard's face. Jason Bateman, <sighs> Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes' face, faces in the square, and then in the square right next to it, because this is the way my podcasts seem to line up. Then there's us. <laughs> like, oh, and Carolyn, Kristen, well, and Michelle. Keeping, keeping some good company mm-hmm. there. But I'm uh, like, well, look, there we are right there with Dax Shepard right. and Jason oh my God, that's Bateman. that's funny.
0: It's also fun to see where folks are listening from. So our listenership, obviously, mainly hails from the United States, but our second and third countries are canada and Australia. So we huh. go down under. I, I can't do that. <laughs> like you guys can.
2: Down oh, under. I love that you're trying. That's on
0: my goal for next year. <laughs> What's even cooler, I think, is when I've looked at the countries um, that have listened, maybe not a lot, but we've been heard in Norway, Turkey, Romania, Venezuela. What? I mean, all across the globe, people have heard us. We are truly international podcasters.
1: Wait, I, that's. Crazy. I'm going to put that on my on my uh, business card now. International, <laughs> that's right. Podcaster. international, right? Uh, international podcaster.
0: So again, our voices have been heard in places we'll probably never go <laughs> in our lifetimes. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so it, that's. Those are some stats that just.
2: I blow wonder if it was like one of our listeners from like Nebraska who happened to be on vacation in Romania.
1: <laughs> it might be, but I still like. To oh, <laughs> oh, that could be. Yeah, mm-hmm. big vacation um, yeah. spot. When I exactly. see some For
0: Nebraskans um, of the places yeah that um that our podcast is listened to, especially like during spring break and we've got a lot in like Turks and Caicos and I think, Oh funny. Okay,
2: those must be Yeah, some but our again, listeners. how weird is that that people are on their vacation when you could listen to anything, read any book. Yeah, that's true. Listen, yes. And they're like I'm and I'm gonna choose listen us. to Kristen Carolyn and Michelle while I'm sitting here on yes. the beach. That's oh, a bizarre. really good point, Michelle. Thank you, people.
0: Well, we've created quite a back catalog of fun conversations, and it is impossible for us to choose a favorite. So throughout this episode, we're going to be interspersing some sound bites of some of our favorite moments. And one moment that I will never forget is when Melissa Gilbert shared some interesting Rob Lowe scoop with us. I just have this image of maybe you and Rob at the roller skating disco or, you know, you were just saying you go to roller skating. I thought, can you just imagine you guys like holding
2: hands? Did you roll (laughs) it? My best fantasy. (laughs) I don't know if I went roller discoing with him so much as I went with my girlfriends. Okay. We didn't, we went out a lot, but we also, we stayed in quite a bit. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is the information I'm here for, (laughs) Melissa. Right. (laughs) Lurie I actually English said they basically warned me to not ask you. So thank you. You just gave me, you just gave it to me without asking. Well, oh, well. yeah, I, yeah. I know, I'm so having a piece of my pie. pie. <laughs> okay. We, okay um, here's, yeah, we were 17 years old. What I do you know. Think yeah. playing no. I know. Well, I, know. well sort of. I mean, if that's what you want to call it. Whatever you call that's it. That's right. Whatever <laughs> you call it. Whatever you call it. It was more like Twister, but. Oh, you guys know I have goosebumps so again, awesome. all <laughs> up and down. I mean, I have nipple lightning from this moment. That and was and I think I told even her ask this her is for what, that. No. And she I said, This is that. the information I'm here for, Melissa. Because right. it was. Yeah. It was like mm-hmm. so proud of your book, so interested in your life now, but that dirt. Wow, I loved it. <laughs> that was the slumber party moment of right. the, that was when
1: <laughs> we knew we weren't just interviewing a celebrity. We were having a friend over.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, I love that she felt like she could tell us that too. Right. Absolutely. It was just very so natural. Funny. Yeah. I oh loved it. That so, was so funny. Like Carolyn said, while we each certainly have episodes that speak to us more than others do, it's really like all 100 of them are our children. We labored with them. We birthed them. We nurtured them. And sure, we can have a favorite, but much like with our own children, it changes from day to day. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. so we asked our wonderful society of followers and listeners on Instagram and Facebook, if they had one episode, one that stood out to them and you guys, we were flooded with comments, DMs, emails, and there were honestly no more than a few episodes that were mentioned more than once. And that tells us we're doing something right. We're covering yeah. the Gen X pop culture landscape, right? Yeah. Right. We're mm-hmm. providing conversations that speak to everyone.
1: Because it's not just about which ones they're listening to. They're naming things that are their favorite. And if nobody can name the same thing, they're not talking about which one is the best produced one. They're talking about the one that spoke to their hearts Uh the most. Uh And we're speaking to everybody's hearts on a different day.
0: Isn't that amazing? Um, and I think people are sometimes surprised at which episode affected them the most um, yeah. and why. And yeah. I know at least when they've shared those reasons, I'm like, that was never even on my radar that never. that would be
2: right. how somebody um, took that in. And we give a lot of thought to the topics we cover and we try to have a good mix of not only TV, mu- music, movies, and random Gen X memories like roller skating or fan letters, for example. Um, we're thinking of how our listeners will respond and hopefully we're covering a wide variety of interests. Um, That's always our intention anyway. And it sounds like we are from basically from people telling us, I liked this one Mm -hmm. and this one and this one and this one. Some
0: of the specific episodes that people mentioned were The Carpenters, Saturday Morning Fever, Are You the Mary or the Rhoda? The Judy Bloom episodes, Little Traumas on the Prairie, the Bee Gees documentary reaction, Free to Be You and Me, Roller Rink Memories, the interviews with Melissa Gilbert, as well as Karen Grassley, Yacht Rock, and Blue Lagoon. But many people, they just told us they could not pick (laughs) just one
1: it's just not it's just not possible apparently and those the ones that you mentioned those are my favorite episodes too especially saturday morning fever because i finally had someone to talk to about sigmund and the sea monsters like when (laughs) how many opportunities do you get to talk about sigmund and the sea monsters and also roller skating because the roller rink was like an incubator for us like turning us into people right our teen (laughs) selves and plus it was music 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 there's no talking about the roller rink without talking about music And like Michelle said, we got so many lovely messages. Honestly, some made us cry because they were so touching. You guys are so nice. We cry a lot, actually. Um, And we want to share several of those comments with you. Here's one from Gail, whose comments always make us smile. She's a really good society member. And she said, Little Gen Xers on the Prairie was the first episode I heard, and it completely blew my bonnet off. I was hooked. (laughs) Tribute to the mall put the cherry on top of my wicks and sticks Sunday. You captured the greatest mall memories from all of us. Could it be magic transported me to Palm Springs and the sequin-filled wonderland of Barry Manilow. From pop rocks to patriotism, took me on a road trip through 1976, complete with muskrats and the Muppet Show. <laughs> and if I if I did Kristen math, I would also add The Carpenters, Bee Gees, Oh God, Yacht Rock, Saturday Night Fever, Walking on Sunshine, and about 80 more. Congratulations on 100 episodes. Thank you for the joy. Aww. Oh, Thanks, Gail. Gail. So
2: Thanks, Gail. Sweet. Gail, you I'm always so, put it so perfectly, too.
1: I'm so glad that she mentioned Saturday Night Fever, too, because that one was so hard. It was very much like our Purple Rain episode recently. We very casually approached this topic um, that actually took us way, way down the rabbit hole. And something we thought would be a light and fun conversation got extremely deep and meaningful, unintentionally. Mm -hmm. We thought this was a dancing movie. It was not. And we had so much information to process that we were all over the place. And both of those episodes, both Saturday Night Fever and Purple Rain, required multiple conversations and editing sessions to get it all straight. And by the end, I was shook. I felt changed by mm-hmm. these episodes, and indebted to Saturday Night Fever and to Purple Rain for the
2: massive contribution, basically, that it made to our culture oh, at yeah. the
1: time. For
2: and sure. actually, I think, Kristen, that's a really good point because I think that's happened for sure those episodes took um, took a turn we never saw coming as far as how deep yeah. they got and how much work we ended up putting into them to produce, to produce an episodes or, for both of them, episodes that, um, yeah. that turned out how we wanted them to. Um, but don't you guys think that with a lot of the stuff we talk about, and I'm going to say like 90, 95% of the stuff we talk about, because we're viewing it through our adult lens, it does take on a different meaning. We can be yeah. talking about something as kind of superfluous as, you know, the Brady Bunch. And all of a sudden we're doing these deep dives and research and we're, tr- we're kind of seeing it through a different lens and it, and it becomes even more meaningful. We, what well, starts out a lot of the times as an idea to have a fun conversation about, you know, Donnie and Marie all of a sudden, goes really deep. And I think it's because we're we're now talking about it at age 50-something. Yeah, right. and or so someone. we get surprises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some yeah. of the
0: episodes that we went into thinking they were going to be lighthearted and funny, like um, our – PE, you know, our trauma oh, PE yes. stories and the comments we got oh. um, from people who shared theirs um, after the fact, it, it was really deep. And as was um, a day mm-hmm. in the life of a 1970s fifth grader, that really touched people. And the responses we got from that just blew me away. I'm thinking, oh, we're just talking about, you know, going to school and yeah. being on safety patrol and um, people were really moved. Um, so I
2: always well, think that's really interesting. Yeah. And speaking of that episode, uh, Carolyn, our um, society member, Chris, said this uh, to us. It's so difficult to pick just one moment or story. From the first day my friend Amy introduced me to the PCPS, I binged every episode to catch up. Wow. Chris, yeah, well, standing slow clap for you. <laughs> um, and and <laughs> are you okay? Um, yeah. Episodes 24 and 61, that because they're both the ones that original and ones the encore, a day in the life of a 1970s fifth grader took me back. I adored how each of you shared what you wore, ate, watched, listened to, what you did in school, etc. Those questions in that episode ended up being a springboard for me to experience the same thoughts and memories in each and every episode, a day of a moment, a feeling, what I wore, what was important to me. I love giggling with the three of you when you giggle. I love singing along and, of course, shouting out answers to questions you might not immediately know the answer to. (laughs) Thank you, Chris. We're hoping always that someone's doing that. (laughs) Nostalgia is a powerful thing. Each episode you gift us with is like a warm hug from the past that brings me great joy. So to give you a best of is just too difficult for me. So thank you, Carolyn, Kristen, and Michelle. PCPS is simply the best of the memories from some of the best years of my life. Oh, that's Chris, really beautiful. Chris, can we please use I, that as our new I, tagline? I just, uh-huh. PCPS right. yeah, is the best of that. the memories from some of the best years of my life. What I really love, Chris, about your comment, and because I think you're saying what a lot of people feel, but I know for sure the three of us feel, is that you said... Like that episode where we each went back and we talked about what we ate, wore, listened to, whatever, and you said that episode became a springboard for you, for every episode to go back and think of it, think about that time in your life. And I think that's true because we could be talking about Christy McNichol or we could be talking about Saturday Night Fever and it absolutely transports us back into maybe a feeling of where we lived at that time, who our friends were, um, you know, what... What we were feeling, our bedroom, right. our childhood bedroom, whatever. That just put it,
1: this is both this comment and then the and what you were talking about previous, Carolyn shows how much the audience has a role to play in this podcast. That it's not just us making it and putting out there; it's them listening to it and bringing their own experience to it that mm-hmm. makes it something worthwhile. So right. I'm not claiming that this is art or anything like that. But the question is, you know, is something a piece of art if there's nobody to respond to it? Right, like, we right. really need the audience to bring their experience to this to make it an, an enjoyable experience for everybody, mm-hmm. right, including us. Exactly.
0: And I, I do think, um, again, maybe this isn't art as we think of it, but I think true art is something that does speak to people. Where they need to be spoken to. So it's going to hit. Somebody Mm -hmm. might have thought one episode was hysterical and they laughed and peed in their pants. And then (laughs) that same episode might have hit someone else with more of a melancholy. And I think that um, we can do both. And I think, again, that's, I think that's what art is. So I'm I'm going to say we are creating some art.
1: Yeah. You can take this and it can serve you however you need to in that moment. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, um another one of our listeners, Robin, shared um, what she thought was her favorite episode. I think I've listened to all of them, so it's impossible to choose. But one that stands out is yacht or not. I learned so much, and now I feel like an expert. Whenever we play yacht rock radio at work, I'm all, Dreamweaver is not yacht, you guys. <laughs> Yes, we are here to educate <laughs> yes. the more you know. You are welcome. So, that's right. <laughs> yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> that's right. The little rainbow I, flies across I our, really did. our screen all the time.
1: I felt like an expert. I was like, wow, we just like, do we get a certificate or something at the <laughs> right. end of
2: this? You did. Right. Remember, I went into <laughs> yeah. that episode like knowing nothing. And by the end, I gave myself, I think, a solid C. I think I was oh, giving a solid that's passing. C, yeah. C's get
1: degrees. C's get mm-hmm. degrees. That's right. That's right. Um, and Shane, 87 Ragged Tiger, you might know him on Instagram as 87 Ragged Tiger, had some big feelings because some of these episodes felt extremely personal to him. He was the first listener to heed the call of a PCPS meetup, and he accompanied us to the Sean Cassidy concert in Chicago last summer, which was a big moment for us because it signaled to us that we were creating a community. Mm-hmm. This was a big deal. Someone cared enough to get on a plane and share a nostalgic experience with us. And he provided us with a list of his favorite episodes, and they are, number one, our tribute to the mall. That episode was 100% everything I was. It's interesting to think that each person listening to that episode shared the exact same memories as they were walking through their own completely different malls. The longing to return to those years hit hard. Mm-hmm, Number two, mm-hmm. where the wild books are. Oh, I'm so glad he mentioned that one. That one is about the picture books yeah, of our childhood. Me too.
2: That gets some over of, that one gets overlooked a little I bit. I know, but I it was that, that was
1: another one that gave me all the feels. Mm-hmm. Um he says some of the memories actually stopped me in my tracks. Children's book illustrations literally styled my life. Wow. Hoosker Dude indeed. And we'll get to whosker dude in just a bit. <laughs> Number three, Deflowered in the Attic. I mean laughing emoji, laughing emoji, <laughs> laughing emoji. So Gen X. The last one, he says, needs no ranking. Of course, it is walking on sunshine. I'll always treasure that moment and be so thankful to share those specific memories with pals who understand the importance of them. That's the whole point and heart of this podcast, right? Much love and many congratulations. Thanks for everything,
2: ladies. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. We love that and are always so happy to have you be a part of our stories. Um, like much like a lot of you who, um, mm-hmm. share are so lovely to share your stories with us when we ask for them. Um, here is what our, um, great supporter Sloan told us. She says, always a Sophie's choice trying to choose a favorite toy, crush, song, show, movie or especially a PCPS episode, because I honestly am in love with them all. Music chats are always a favorite because it transports me exactly to that time and place in my life so vividly. Emotionally, I'm going to select Seventeen Magazine, episode 73. This magazine had such a profound influence on me from my preteen through early college years. Um, and she goes on to t- uh, tell us why. But I just love, um, Sloan, that that it's a Sophie's choice for you to choose yeah. a favorite episode because that's relatable. We kind of feel the same way. We feel like they're all like our children. But mm-hmm. I also, Sloan, love how you categorized your favorites. You have your music your music favorites and your emotional favorites. And for me, they're kind of one and the same. The music that's ones are true, always yeah. really emotional yeah. for me. Yeah,
0: they have been for sure. And here's a message from one of our biggest supporters. Um, I'm sure you guys see, her comments on Instagram a lot. This is our friend Diane at DMB Fan Diane, and she writes, "For me, it isn't a specific episode, but all the episodes increasing my revisiting all things Gen X. I find myself listening to 70s on 7 and 80s on 8 constantly. Who needs Taylor Swift and binging old <laughs> shows, Family Ties and Love Boat? The 70s and 80s music." Hits with me because I could get so motion sick on the bus. I would close my eyes and listen to the echoey AM channel through the bus speakers. I wish I still had my BG's forty-five case and Montgomery Ward oh. record player.
1: <sighs> oh. That's like that's a very um, happy sad moment. I can just imagine her on the bus and the, that oh, music right. is like escorting her to school, but mm-hmm. she's just trying not to barf. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: I remember she said she just concentrated on those songs that they oh. she envisions them saving
1: her.
2: I just wow. want to go back now. Uh, Diane, we're hugging little yes. you know, 12-year-old Diane so hard right now. Oh, right. Mm-hmm.
1: And here's a message from MP123 who references something we heard from a lot of people that makes us feel like this silly podcast about happy days and Stretch Armstrong actually <laughs> matters. Here's what she had to say. Happy 100. How could I ever choose a favorite episode? From the opening song to the sign-off to listening to you gals in between is like getting to go to the best 70s slumber party ever. Standouts for me include roller skating rinks, story songs, Yacht Rock, the Barry Manilow concert, k Oh, I forgot about the k one. Oh, God, I love the k <laughs> Oh. But wait, there's more. Um, Deflowered in the Attic, <laughs> Little House on the Prairie, Saturday Morning Cartoons, Tiger Beat, The Mall. Oh, it's too hard to choose. What I do know is your podcast saw me through some tough times over the last three years. Being in the sandwich generation of caring for and losing my parents to seeing my only child off to college all during a pandemic, your podcasts and conversations were a little welcome warm hug and a brief respite of fun childhood memories. Thank you, ladies.
2: Love ya. You guys, <sighs> that's all. We're done. Our work here. I know. Is goodbye. Micro- <laughs> 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 I mean, seriously, I our mean, generation honestly, of people, I can't. we're carrying a heavy
1: load right now. We're all here together. We're all the same age. And just like having the same childhood memories, we're also simultaneously sharing these sandwich generation things, too. Our plates are very mm-hmm. full, and mm-hmm. we all need something to help us get through the day. And if we can be that for you, oh God. well, God bless oh. America. I am
2: honored to provide that. <laughs> so service. honored. Yeah. Yes. I feel, I do feel like um, my work here is done. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the best payment we could ever get. We often joke about oh, how gosh. we make zero dollars yes. from this podcast, which is true. We make zero dollars, but that's what we're paid in. And that, I know that can sound cliched and everything, but we mean it. You know, mm-hmm. maybe one day oh, it'd be gosh. great to get actual dollars from it, but for now, that's what's keeping us going, our our Mm -hmm. comments like that. So thank you so much. Well, one of my most memorable moments is the one most people might have missed. And it's the one that puts that E, that explicit rating, we have to work. So this came at the very, very end of our Dynamite Magazine episode, which if you've listened to it, either the original release or the encore presentation. You know it was an episode that was all kinds of silly and crazy and basically went off the rails about four minutes in. Uh, honestly, we thought about pulling the plug on that recording many times and finally just said, screw it. Let's just go with it. And we were so dang slappy by the end that after the sign off, after our toast, Kristen said, while her mic was still hot, what we were all thinking. <laughs> and it was so funny and so perfect, we left it in. Two good times. The happy days. To the Little House on the Prairie.
1: Cheers. 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 Hallelujah, motherfuckers. Jesus.
2: <laughs> you guys, <laughs> that still makes me cry with I laughter. Know. Sometimes I, I will just fast forward that episode to play that clip
0: <laughs> for myself. No kidding. I, I love it. it. And like you said, it summed up exactly how we mm-hmm. felt. If you have not listened to that episode or you just need a good laugh, people, go back and listen to it because so from beginning to end, it really is I think it's our funniest one. It's a shit show. It could be the funniest one in the best
2: way. It's a shit show in the best way. And remember our interview
1: with Martha – That was another great part of that, of that episode. (laughs) So Martha is our dynamite benefactor. She found all of her dynamite magazines in her mom's attic and generously donated them to the PCPS. And so as we're going through these magazines, we realized that little Martha has filled in all the surveys and the quizzes at the back of these magazines. (laughs) And we're like, does she know this? Does she? So we invited her on the show and we quizzed her with the same exact questions like, Martha, do you remember who you wanted to see more of in dynamite magazine. because Martha wanted to see more Bob Hope and George Burns. Yes.
2: <laughs> but also let's not forget, so those of you who don't know Martha and Kristen were friends in college. They went to the same college. You guys lived on the same floor, didn't you? I think yes, you lived we on did. The same floor. Mm-hmm. So Okay, so, but Martha, I know we've said this to you before, but you were like the best sport because by the time we were just slappy, like I said, and you yes, were the we best were. sport. She was yeah. great. That was so fun.
1: Okay, getting back to that E rating, we often do put that to good use. Mm-hmm. We, we are women in our 50s and we're not, quote unquote, taking it down a notch anymore. Uh. We're done. We are done. I'm not going to be silenced anymore. And I will raise my hand and say that I might swear like a sailor on a regular basis. But the truth is, I'm kind of holding back. I really say about 30 percent of what I really want to. Uh, So you may have heard about the hand turkey that um, my college roommates made for me that featured a speech bubble with curse words in it (laughs) as if that were part of my identity, I guess. I don't know. But I am not the only one who swears like a sailor at times, especially when a mistake is made while we are recording, which happens a lot. Sometimes we try and we try and we just can't get the words out of our mouths. And can you blame us if we get a little bit frustrated? There are so many naughty words that end up on the cutting room floor. And every time it happens, somebody says, we should make a blooper reel of all of our dirty (laughs) words. And so today is that day. Explicit warning: if you are anywhere near small children, please put them in the closet for a moment and enjoy.
0: No, he wasn't born in nineteen fucking fifty-six. Or
1: we watched Brady Bunch every fucking day.
2: What the fuck? Fuck Jesus. Everybody shut the fuck up right now. And is swiveling his tiny hips like he's stirring fucking cake batter with them. Uh
1: (laughs) But I walked around like I was fucking Fern that day. (laughs) Why can't I speak? What the fuck?
2: Ooh, motherfucker. Motherfucker.
1: Motherfucker.
2: Yeah, say it like that. (laughs) Ooh, motherfucker. Fuck Fuck (laughs) this party hat.
0: Okay, that, that was just a few of the times that we have shared some of those words. I like to say we share them, you know, not that we throw <laughs> nice, them out. Yeah. Um, them. So I went back and did a little counting. Now, this isn't oh an God. exact number, <gasps> oh, but no. I can tell you oh, that wait, this we... This is a surprise. Yes, we have um, uttered the word fuck at least 70 times. <gasps> oh, And oh shit's... At least, or no, what sh- shits were over 100. We had one, we had over 100 and shits. shits. <laughs> oh, oh no. yes. The power oh, of the no. transcript, you guys. Like, you can go back and, and do that. So, Gosh. yeah. So,
1: we are not um,
0: light on our use of a couple of those words. No,
1: Mm-mm.
2: but we're grown ass women, right? That's Get right. out of my way. We can say whatever the <laughs> F we want. I didn't even say it. See, sometimes I can say it. And then sometimes I'm like, that was too much, Michelle. You went too far a couple minutes ago when you said that. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Can tell you that um, our listeners know that we like to throw around the curse word, and they also know that we like to sing, uh-huh. and they might also know that we really cannot <laughs> sing, but that never stops us. So, we would like to share with you guys a
1: few of those times that we let's say sang seriously, it is like a compulsion, and when we do it, it's like We're just in conversation with each other, and we're not thinking at all about the thousands of people who are going to be listening to us. But have you ever tried talking about the Carpenters without breaking into song? It's hard. Or Barry Manilow or the Bee Gees. It's like a goddamn sing-along over here sometimes. And even (laughs) Carolyn, who swears she can't carry a tune, has absolutely no qualms about yodeling her way through a John Denver song. None. Which is the way everyone should be living their life Dance like nobody's watching Sing like no one is listening That's right That is what we should be doing
2: Oh, I, I, that so
1: so I, so I love that song I Love that one The you've I don't know the words But it I am up I That song Yeah
0: <laughs> So long and so well <laughs> Allie
1: <yeah. laughs> Easy That's like Sunday morning Wow <laughs> Close, Close to, you. to you Big
2: old jet airliner. <laughs> don't give, give up on baby <laughs> thanks for taking me and i'd go thanks for taking me on oh, a oh, one-way trip to the sun one-way trip to the sun like walking, like walking in, in the rain in the, rain rain in the, and the snow, snow when there's, when
1: there's nowhere, nowhere to go, go. when you feel feeling, feeling like, like a part, part of you
0: do you want to
1: make love,
3: oh, or naughty. do
1: you just want
0: to
1: fool, fool around? around. Oh, like, I Sit right mean. back and you'll hear a tale, a tale, a of, tale of a faithful trip. Well, this is a story all about how my oh, life got flipped and turned, God, upside, turned upside, down.
2: upside down. Oh my gosh, Kristen, you're so right how when we break into song, we don't realize how many thousands of people are listening, no. and I think if anything proves that, it's that clip of Calypso. Oh God, <laughs> and we just keep going. We start yodeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. When we were I listen on a stage,
1: had- you guys, we're well, on a stage and we don't think of that.
2: I feel like when we I listened to that John Denver episode after it had been released, I was listening to it in the car with my husband. And when that part came, even he, who's used to me, been with he's used to me breaking into song like that all the time. He just kind of slowly turned his head and looked at me like, oh, Are God. you kidding me that oh, you guys God. just did that? And I sort of just kind of scrunched out of my seat, like, oh, oh, yes, we did. Oh, <laughs> oh someone heard us no. sing that
0: in
1: like in Venezuela. So yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and they think Absolutely. that we think that's good. Mm. We might Let's have listen ruined. Listen to us sing, you guys. We either,
2: we either ruined or enhanced someone's Turks and Caicos vacation. That's um, right. I would like to say we enhanced it. Oh, uh, for well, sure. mm-hmm. over the past 100 episodes, something kind of incredible has happened. We've developed a PCPS lexicon. Now, I think it all started really early on when Carolyn described that all-over tingly feeling we often get when we remember things as nipple lightning. Kristen and I about <laughs> fell off our chairs. We were like, first of all, did you just say that on the podcast? And second of all, like, what? And Carolyn, that phrase nipple lightning, didn't you tell us that actually came from your family? Yeah.
0: Um, I would sometimes when either I was really excited or maybe <laughs> get scared, I would call this like feeling that would kind of just make its way to my nipples. And I would say like, oh, and I kind of hold them. And so nipple light- And when I was pregnant, it was just exacerbated. Oh, so when I was pregnant with Grace. Oh, and so Lord, my family, my husband, um, decided to coin the phrase nipple lightning," And so we still Andy. use it. I mean, we would use it on the regulars. And it is so appropriate for that feeling that we get when we are talking about these, these um, meaningful childhood moments. And guess what, you guys? I learned there might be a scientific explanation for this. Oh my god! In terms okay. of our nostalgic stuff, because there was some more research done, which said that um, feelings of nostalgia produce actual physiological responses in the body. For instance, participants in this study they felt warmer and there is a huge release of endorphins
2: that goes through your body so that lip nipple lightening is for real you guys well it doesn't Sadly say anything is. specifically about the um tingly feeling you get in your nipples but it's yeah. basically saying it, says it might as physiological. well physiological
0: and it, those endorphins i think endorphins don't they like nipples <laughs> don't they <just> travel <laughs> to the nipple
1: <laughs> i'm going to say yes <laughs> That's right because you oh, know that the areola
0: is, is in the middle don't you Kristen
2: <laughs> Oh I forgot about that Yes the areola mic.
1: No. I'm sure mm-hmm. Andy's super
2: mm-hmm. happy to be credited with um, right now who, right. to be publicly outed too that he <laughs> is he is the you know it's it's all thanks the to generator. him. That's yeah. right. And because no we're like we're out with the nipple
1: lightning, like this is not something that we're embarrassed about or ashamed of or anything. No. Like yes, people, your nipples get hard when you get excited, even if it's just like you know your dog is excited to see you or something. It's not sexual. And now right. when something happens, I. have I find that I grab
2: my boobs. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is so exciting! And I grab my boobs. <laughs> Thanks to Carolyn. Oh. You know, we talk a lot on this podcast about nipple lightning. Talk about okay. nipple lightning. <laughs> the nipple lightning is real. <laughs> nipple
0: lightning. Nipple lightning. There's no nipple lightning, or just like nipple lightning. Let's call it what it is: nipple lightning.
2: Give me the same nipple lightning. This is something we call nipple lightning. <laughs> nipple lightning. But Oh, we got nipple lightning. At- we talk nipple lightning. But we've also added terms and phrases that are either legit words or that have been completely made up, like one of our favorites, manilode. And that's a term that we credit to our friend and great PCPS supporter, Gail, who came up with it when we said we needed a word to describe how we felt last December at the Barry Manilow concert that the three of us all went to in Palm um, Palm Springs. Seeing him at his current age play the piano alongside a video of him and like, what was it, like 1974, I think? 75. Playing the piano, the same song. <laughs> it was absolutely mind blowing because we realized that's how we were feeling. Like our older selves are merging with our younger selves in that exact moment. And it applies to so much of what we talk about and experience now, especially doing this work we do. And so we mm-hmm. were trying to describe it like we, what's the word we could use? And when we had been at the Manilow concert. So yeah, Gail said, how about you felt Manilowed? So now anytime manilowed. we use Manilowed, it's because mm-hmm. it is our, it is our 50, you know, it's my 53 year old self and my eight year old self at the exact same moment coming together and having this yeah. moment, sharing a moment. Yeah. yeah.
1: You get to have the same exact feelings that you did in that moment long ago. and it's yeah. a gift. it really is
2: a gift. it uh-huh. really is.
1: And then we have whooskerdoo, which we've made into a verb as in getting whooskerde. And this refers to that moment when something from your past long forgotten comes flying at you and smacks you in the face so it was it was lost in your memory until it got triggered probably by a photo and then you remember it mm-hmm. hard It's a rush. How could I have completely forgotten about something and then one second later I'm crying real tears about Mrs. Beasley That's Correct. getting hoosker dude and the word hoosker dude comes again from Gail. she's our lexicographer I think I made that word up um, <laughs> I like it. let's who have dropped the it come into up. our comments when people kept referring to this phenomenon. And we were like, we need a word for this. Gail was referencing the childhood game called Hooskerdoo, also known as Memory. Boring. Um, where you turn over cards trying to find a match. And the game is named for a Swedish word, meaning do you remember? And it's also a local
2: punk band from the 80s for our Minneapolis listeners out there. Yeah, a lot of people, basically, if you want a really good example of this, If you, uh, follow us on Instagram, people get hoosker dude all the time, especially on Fisher Price Fridays, because they'll say, I had totally forgotten about that until today. Or, oh, this made me remember we had this at my grandma's house. That's getting hoosker dude when you had not thought of that toy or that memory in years. And then you, since you saw it in
1: 1975. Correct. Yeah. Boom. Right. Correct. Uh, have
2: you guys noticed things you say repeatedly? Because, I mean, 100 episodes, that's a lot of listening to ourselves talk. And Mm -hmm. I still cringe every time I say, um, I've actually thought about turning it into a drinking game, but even I don't want to drink that much. (laughs) I say it it, all the time. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I, um, I realized, especially, um, after going through some of the transcripts that I say without a doubt a lot and exactly, those are two Mm. terms I use a lot. And here's my theory on that. Um. Because I don't say those words very often in real life or those phrases. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, isn't it? But I think it's because you two make such wonderfully articulate thoughts and you say them. And I don't really have anything to add, but I want to feel like a part of the conversation. (laughs) So instead of just saying, yeah, I'll be exactly, without a doubt, (laughs) 100%. 100%.
2: That's right. It's like contributing without really contributing. Oh, that's so funny. Well, you know what? Going forward now, Carolyn, come up with a few other phrases that where okay. you can say that that mean a the same thing. A rotating list. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And um, then just put um, them in a little sticky note. That's right.
1: I have two things that I say repeatedly, and I am not going to say them out loud here. <laughs> because then everybody else will hear them all the time, and you'll never be able to unhear it. So I'm not going to do that to you.
2: Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I also it. apparently say gives me a funny feeling in my tummy or mm-hmm. twisty feeling in my tummy a lot when I'm describing that good but nostalgic knot you get in your actual tummy <laughs> when you get load or who's Dude. And I did not realize this until we got one of our first negative reviews on Apple podcasts. And I'm going to read it right now to everyone. This only came, um, in October. (laughs) And, um, this person actually gave us three stars, which is pretty impressive for, um, and this is, I'm going to go ahead and credit you because this is coming from someone who likes to be known as given a gift. And they say (laughs) this. And you know what? I'm just going to tell you. Yes, exactly. That given Mm -hmm. a gift, you are welcome for this gift that apparently I give you repeatedly. (laughs) This is, this is her or his, uh, review they left. I just cannot take a 59 plus year old woman serious who uses the phrase makes me feel funny in my tummy. It sounds gross (laughs) and childish. Well, first of all, (laughs) I don't think I sound like I'm 59 plus. I don't know. I just don't think I do. No, do, I do I sound not. like I'm 59 plus? I don't really I know. figured 59 it out. plus? I figured it out. She meant to do like? the zero. She meant to do the zero and she hit the nine. You think? A 50 uh, plus year wow. old woman. Because mm-hmm. it's not like I think of, f- 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 and 59 plus, or does she mean 60? Does she mean 61? Does she mean 63? Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 59 in a month, 59 in six <laughs> months. Uh, f- <laughs> so first of all, You're welcome, like I said, for giving you that gift of that. But I had not realized that I do say it a lot until then. And this is terrible because I really, that does not bother me, that review. However, since October, it's all I hear. It's all I hear when I listen to old episodes or something. And so now I feel like I need to apologize for it. But I think I'm not because you know what? Things do give me a twisty feeling in my tummy. And I, I mean, you're think describing
1: a physiological thing.
0: Exactly. There's mm-hmm. research for that, mm-hmm. and um, I don't think that like 13 is a lot of times because that's what I've kind of counted of the oh, times you you've oh, said it.
2: You went through and found them all. <laughs> 13 is a lot. Out of a hundred, though, probably not. Yeah. And there's a few times 13%. you say it, like,
0: repeatedly in one episode. So, <laughs> so
2: 13% what, of our okay, episodes Carolyn, have you, you feeling twisty now. in your tummy. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn keeps going with the stats. I'm, like, doing the, like, my, my hand's going across my neck right now. Like, stop, Carolyn. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, uh, But I just want to also say that there are so many more Apple reviews that give me a warm, lovely, delicious feeling in my tummy. And we (laughs) want you to know that we do read every one of them, even the negative ones. We only have two though. Um, and sometimes we read them multiple times, just, you know, for our, you know, bedtime reading, um, read alouds. We're just so honored. That so many of you not only spend your valuable time listening to our conversations, but that you then take a moment to write a review on Apple Podcasts, telling others why they should listen, which really is how our little show gets heard. Thank you for
3: being a friend, Travel down a road
1: and back again. Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant. Okay. It's my turn to share my favorite moment of the last 100 episodes. And even though there were many, many times that I was really held in the moment and just wanted to like roll around in it forever, there is one that stands out. It's probably the least meaningful of all the memories, but it was one that made me laugh the hardest. I can just think about this and I will laugh out loud. Oh, and Mike's like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. It's from our electric company episode. And poor Carolyn is trying to explain a familiar sketch that we all know where a plumber knocks on the door and is answered by a cheeky parrot on the inside. And Michelle and I can not stop acting out. She's doing it right now. She's doing it right now. She can't. We can't stop acting out the sketch. And Carolyn is trying to keep talking. And we're just steamrolling right over her. And she's like, OK, we
2: get it. Get it.
0: Yeah, yeah. What's the? But we're not fixing the
2: faucet. It's the plumber. <laughs> who is it?
0: It's the plumber. I've come to fix the sink. And anytime <laughs> it's the plumber. I come to fix the sink, <laughs> yeah. See, you're so good at that. But anytime I can't I stop he- saying it. Anytime I hear who is it, I want to say <laughs> who is it? It's the plumber. I've come to fix the sink.
2: <laughs> it's the plumber. Okay, I am. You're good at the little impersonation. <laughs> it's the plumber. Who is it? yeah who is it it's the, it's the plumber i come, I come, to, come fix to fix the sink. the
3: sink
0: right and he has to say that over and over again and he is becoming clearly
2: in- we still enjoy it you'll keep saying it he's becoming increasing don't you dare dub that in
1: it's the plumber i come to fix the sink See, we can't oh, stop. I love it. I we can't love stop. it. I'm just like, I'm picturing my parents in the front seat. Like, if you kids don't stop by the <laughs> time I count to
2: three, I'm going to pull over. But what I love is that oh. Carolyn is trying to also, she's like not laughing about it. She just keeps no, trying to not bring laughing. us back. She just keeps <laughs> trying to bring us back. Like, please God, just let them stop. <laughs> just make the children stop. There was no what stopping do us? I, What if I did that at a party?
1: Like, what if you just started going, <laughs> it's the plumber. <laughs>
0: I come well, to fix the sink. <laughs> it's right up there with, and we'll play this clip as well, but um, with the Brenda Vaccaro tampon um, oh my God. moment in our Damn Seventeen
2: magazine <laughs> episode. No, then we go into the biscuits. There's this, but the you're doing that roll. voice. <laughs> the,
1: and people, I, like, I feel bad if there's anybody out there who doesn't know who Brenda Vaccaro is because we – Think it's the funniest thing that has ever been uttered.
2: Like, oh, and we just butcher it too. Tampons. <laughs> so enjoy that clip as well.
0: There was an ad. It was for Playtex tampons, and the spokesperson—I don't know if you'll remember this name—was Brenda Vaccaro. Oh, oh my god! god. Yes, <laughs> with the smoky voice. Yeah, yes. I don't By know. My Plaitex tampons. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I mean, I actually went on I to see like horseback she-
2: <laughs> swimming. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm sorry. Yeah. And so yeah. anyway, I just had to
0: laugh. Like we were gonna go run and buy those because she, because um, Brenda Vaccaro, right? Oh
2: my gosh! She's, um, our, and then she's were- our period role model. <laughs> <Right>? Exactly, <laughs> mom, mom. Um, Brenda Vaccaro says I can wear tampons too. <laughs>
0: Well, one of my favorite parts of doing this podcast and having these conversations is how much emotion it brings out. Mm-hmm. It's in a good and cathartic way. I think I have cried more happy and nostalgic tears during these mm-hmm. episodes than I have since I actually lived oh, through all of these things. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about our grandparents and our parents. Um, and if you guys remember, I think I've said to you several times that I feel closer to my dad who died in 2001. Um, over the past couple of years of doing this podcast than I have ever felt. It is the closest I have felt to him because he's such a part of many of these meaningful memories that we share.
2: Yeah. Yeah. My therapist has gotten so much more Michelle time in the past two years (laughs) than she had the year prior to us starting this podcast. (laughs) And it's not a negative thing. Sometimes it's Mm -hmm. just it brings up a lot and it brings up a lot of um, things, memories you forgot and feelings you forgot.
1: And sometimes it's just because the thing that we're talking about was so meaningful to us or had such a big impact on us at a really important time in our life. Maybe it's just a small detail. It's not a big, important event. It's just a song. It's just Mm -hmm. one song. Mm -hmm. You know, like, why would a certain song make you cry when it's about something happy? But it's connecting you to something that you were feeling a long time ago. Right? It can be really powerful.
2: Yeah. You know know what it can do? You know what it can do, Kristen? (laughs) Kristen? Yeah, I was just about to say you say without it. I was just gonna say, you know what it can do, Kristen? It can almost give you like a twisty feeling in your tummy. <laughs> yeah. All of that. All of that. Well, if you guys think uh we sound like we have our shit together during these conversations, you can't even believe the number of blunders that happen every single recording. Sometimes we leave a small one in the episode because it's funny and you know, we don't want you to think we're too perfect, um, but sometimes one of us, Carolyn, has to start over again and again and again, which makes her super frustrated and say necessary words, and makes Kristen and I love it we We love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so enjoy a few of our bloopers.
1: Welcome to game night. okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Sorry. to game night. My it. name is Suzanne. Or no, what was that girl's name? Brenda Vaccaro. Brenda <laughs> I swear. That's what we
0: have to send hats. in. If we ever have to send in a clip for like you know consideration for the Potty yes. Awards, I swear it has to be that thing. That was so Brenda Vaccaro. You're not
1: going laugh all day. Okay. Okay, that did get the gunk out of my throat. Two happy days. No, no, no! You did happy days. <laughs> Happy days. The
2: happy days. Happy days. Happy days. okay happy days. all yes. here again. <laughs> yeah. Happy days. Okay. Two happy days. <laughs> Two happy days. Okay. No. Two happy days.
1: And now it's time for our toast courtesy of the cast of Three's Company. line What is mine? What? Um, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 to you
2: only, no, You've only you said fine? it like 500 times.
0: Obviously, none of uh, it. What the, the first issue hit news news the 1965 was when the first issue hit nudes.
1: nude stance. Get your mind out of the gutter, Carolyn. The
0: first issue featuring the Righteous Brothers hit nudes. I can't do that.
1: And in this podcast, we are dedicated to preserving the unsung shit. Sit right wait shit
0: (laughs) I was gonna that was past my bedtime
1: So, you guys, I guess the closing question to ponder is this. What do you hope the next 100 episodes will bring? Well,
0: I know that I still would like to get some of our bucket list guests on this podcast. I'm looking at you, Sean Cassidy, Mm -hmm. and Christy McNichol. (laughs) Um, That would be such a a bonus. And I want to continue to learn and grow and maybe get our podcast up on YouTube.
2: That's um, that's mm-hmm. one of the things on my list for the next 100 episodes. What about you, Michelle? Yeah, I think honestly just more of the same, you know, the same fun, the same silliness, the same dedication, the same emotional connections. But also I want more people to share in this joy. And to do that, I think we need Hoda, you guys. I think if everyone could just send a nice word about our podcast to Hoda Kotb, care of the Today Show, or Hoda and Jenna, because (laughs) we know she would love it and love us, and then she can help us spread the joy because, I don't know, but she might have more people that listen to her than we do. (laughs) What do you guys think? Maybe. Maybe.
1: A thumbs up. I think that's a great idea, Michelle. Yeah.
2: I love her. We all love her.
1: Who doesn't love Hoda? Yes. Who doesn't love Hoda? Okay, here's what I hope to bring in the next 100 episodes. We're kind of the forgotten generation. We've been neglected and left to take care of ourselves since we were given a house key on a string to wear around our necks, right? Mm -hmm. We were and still are the latchkey kids silently taking care of everything. And I look forward to getting noisier and calling attention to the things that are important to us. We're speaking for millions of Gen Xers who've been told that no one cares who Marcia is or how she broke her nose. And we simply won't let people ignore us or forget about the things we loved. I look forward to making Gen Xers visible with a Mm. culture that is known. And in so doing, we find each other and celebrate each other and comfort each other and validate each other and hold each other up. Is what we are here for. Thank you so much for listening, not just today, but for the last 100 episodes and hopefully for the next 100 episodes and the next and the next because (laughs) there ain't no stopping us now.
2: We love you guys for listening and for sharing our podcast with others. Hoda. And an (laughs) extra big thank you to those of you who take the minute to click those stars and leave a review. That is hugely important to our show if you like what you hear. And to our supporters on Patreon, we honestly could not keep doing this without you. You are our pit crew who gives this truck all the power. Today we are thanking these wonderful patrons, Megan, Melanie, Felicia, Beth, Colleen, Mark, Erica, MP, Robin, Susie, Lydia, and Donna. And if you'd like to take your support, yeah, and if you'd like to take your support to the next level and learn about the fun, exclusive content you get by being a Patreon supporter, just go to patreon.com and type our name up in the search bubble, or you can find links on our website at poppreservationists.com or in our Linktree link in our Instagram bio.
1: In the meantime, let's close with a toast to these incredible 100 episodes and to the next 100. To
2: good times. To happy days. To Little House on the Prairie.
1: Cheers! Cheers. Cheers. Clapping. (laughs) Applause. Applause. (laughs) Cheers, you guys. Cheers. (laughs)